This is the Awakening with Brian podcast, and today I have quite a sweet treat for you all. I have my wife, Danica, on the call here. Hey, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> and, and you know, the, the conversation that we're going to have, and I'm going to have her lead this, actually, is we're going to talk about what makes a relationship great, and not just the superficial, fluffy stuff that you hear out there, like sex and flowers and more dates and stuff like that. But we're going to get deeper. Like, what does it actually mean to have a great relationship? And how can you start to begin cultivating that for yourself? So with that said, Danica, take it away. Hi. Well, first, I love flowers, by the way. I'm not going to stop doing that. <laughs> I'm not going to stop doing that, but yes. <laughs> and, and feet massages and intimate time is wonderful as well. Now, I can only speak on this what I think what a great relationship means to me. And this might be a little different than what normal people would say. I think in order to have a good relationship with your partner, first you need to have a good relationship with yourself. That's so good right there which was not something that either one of us actually grew up on, right? I am a product of a parent who's been married and divorced four times. And um, you yourself as well, correct? Oh, yeah. My mom's been um, divorced at least three times and, you know, the whole Rolodex of men in between then after that. So, yeah. Yeah. And then growing up, seeing Disney princess movies and then in society to look for my needs met in another partner, right? Very codependent. I used to suffer from borderline personality disorder, which if you are familiar with that for the audience listening, there's really a loss of identity and there's not knowing who you are. And so you find yourself through your relationships, if that's through partners um, or through friendship, you're basically like um, a chameleon. And so in order for one of the parts for me to heal from that was finding out who I really am. You know, that comes back to my relationship with self. And, you know, I think what really makes a great relationship is someone that you can do the inner work with, you know, someone that can see all of you, all of the parts, all the crazy, all the ugly. You know, Brian, you've seen all of my psychoness. Oh, oh yeah, you know. <laughs> and I say that with so much love because that version of me, you know, I love her so much. Like, I could cry right now because i worked so hard to love those parts. And like, I'm so proud of myself and to have you just to witness all of that and oh my god just <laughs> emotion i just seen her tears right now it's making me feel emotional it's been such a roller coaster <laughs> with you danica but so such a beautiful journey but just i just could just continue yeah yeah and i think that's what makes it great is that we didn't come into a relationship being perfect and being whole well innately i am whole innately i am enough i am worthy and that is something i had to remember yes it's always been there you've always it's been there for you who's listening there's nothing wrong with you you are enough and worthy as you are just like myself i'm sure you have forgotten because of society or the trauma or you didn't have your parents telling you that maybe they're telling you opposite that you're a piece of shit you're never going to amount to anything again not to throw judgment onto them i'm sure their parents did that to them and then so forth this is yep. called generational trauma what makes that relationship so beautiful is that we've come into this remembrance of who we are together and supporting each other and loving each other has it been easy no but it's definitely um, been worth it. Well, let me let me add to that. It's been excruciatingly not easy, <laughs> but through that challenge and pain, it has given us the experience and carved the path of the healing journey for us to go down to walk through that we can now 
guide others through because we've been through the depths of hell. It felt absolutely miserable in, in different ways and in both of us. models. We both yeah. just, we never had anyone to look up to, like who to be the role model. And no. yes, my grandparents, they're still together and, you know, they love each other, but it's just different. It's a different path than we're at. And again, mm-hmm. they live in a different generation. It's not this momentum of psychedelics <laughs> work and, um, you know, it, it's, it's just different times. But I think really my motivation has been to break the generational trauma and to not to be a byproduct of what our parents were and to be better examples for our children. And so we don't have children yet. We've been really committed to self and our relationship in order to heal the dysfunction so we can not pass it down to them. And now also knowing that not perfectionism because... One thing I want to jump in there real quick. I want to add my side to that because you talked about having borderline and all that stuff. And for most people that are listening and when they have an understanding of borderline, they think that's the one that is the the toxic one with all the childhood trauma and extreme mood swings and aggressive and so on and so forth, all the symptoms. I want to tell you that my trauma is no lesser than hers. Even though on the surface, in society's eyes, or even my friends, they'll see me as a calm, collected person that doesn't really have issues. My stuff is suppressed extremely fucking suppressed. That's why I'm attracted to such an extreme intense energy because of the degree of suppression inside me. Such an expressive personality. Yeah, to get me to get in touch with my feelings. That's the reason why I'm drawn towards that, right? And what a gift it has been to crack me the fuck open because how is a suppressed motherfucker, okay? (laughs) I used to tell you, you're not, you used to think you're healthy. I'm like, you're not healthy. You're attracted to me. Healthy isn't attracted to unhealthy. A thousand like percent. like a like attracts like <laughs> exactly that's why I want to tell people is I like, do not blame your partner for your problems you are mirrors of each other like attracts like if they got trauma a thousand and ten percent guarantee you that you also have trauma you both have it it just looks different it maybe one looks more obvious than the other but trauma is trauma low self worth is low self worth pain is pain. Yeah. Yes. And so coming back to what makes a great relationship yeah. is just coming full circle. <laughs> just someone that that you can do this with. We're not looking for someone who's already done all the work because that can be a whole lifetime and it's really getting to explore. And yes. as you're together, new parts are going to come forward. I am not the same person you married. No. You are not the same person no. you married. And you know, we've had to relearn each other, which makes it um exciting. Yeah, it is so weird too, because like when you genuinely start to heal, because we went through that. I think we're going to go through that every couple of years, like that phases of like, you know, the old us of what we thought was attraction and love dies off because it was based off of wounding, right? Codependency, um, attachment, and so on. And so we had to continue to learn to love each other again and again because we're just changing and over and over. Cut you off. To, sorry to cut you off, but to learn to love ourselves. So that goes yes. back to me saying yes. what makes a great relationship with a partner is back to, well, what's the level of a relationship with yourself? You know, how open are you to receiving love? How open are you to receiving love from yourself? What is your self care like? How much do you show up for yourself? Because how you show up for yourself is going to be a reflection of how you show up in all relationships with your coworkers, your friends, your lover, your family. And so that's why that is number one. And it is. And so that's also what makes a great relationship is being with someone who really prioritizes themselves. Yeah. 
you know, meaning that because I used to be like, you don't love me, you don't care about me. And like, if you were taking some time to yourself, which is so healthy. <laughs> and, and then for me, that is number one. I always say my self care game is number one. And it is so important because if I don't get enough sleep, if I don't fill up my own cup, then I don't show up well in the relationship. Yeah, so well said. In addition to everything that my wife here has, has mentioned, the self-care, the self-prioritization, and just taking care of oneself, which is part of the relationship with yourself. But what else is the relationship with yourself? What's your relationship with your emotions, your fears, your nervous system, mm, right? Yeah. Do you make Sitting that all about- comfort. Are you making it all constantly about someone else having to be there to soothe you, whether it's you know, usually the strongest impulse with your romantic partner, friends, and so on. But like, can you actually have, be in relationship with you and all that shit inside yourself? Are you constantly escaping it? So that's the huge relationship right there is to like, can you feel and look at and explore, you know, your fear of abandonment or your low self-worth or shame and so on? And it's okay if there's a disconnect from your feelings and your nervous system. This is a learned skill. Yes. This is something- It takes time. To, to, it takes time. Learn. And then when you become more emotionally intelligent to your own nervous system and your partner, then you can start to help co-regulate. Yeah, we don't want to be in codependency or in the hyper individual. Yes. Right? You know, we do need each other. We're not meant to be alone. It's just whether like what's healthy and not healthy. There's a great book to, to support what you just said, Dan. And I, and I mentioned this to um, my coaching clients as well. That book is Getting the Love You Want. And one thing that they say in there, and I find that's true, that's why we are attracted to our counterparts in many ways, right? Anxious versus avoidant, someone who's a people pleaser versus someone who's a controller, and so on and so forth that I share in all my videos. So when it comes to the book, Getting the Love You Want, they, they mention that giving your partner their needs will, one, oftentimes have to challenge all of your own blind spots and patterns that block you from being able to do so. But number two, when you end up Doing that, not only is obviously great for your partner, of course, but you get to heal a lot inside you because you have to heal a lot of the pain inside you that's been blocking you from being able to show up for your partner and vice versa from them to you. And so that's where I think Dak is talking about like that co-regulation is that in your attempt, right? It's not about be perfect, but in the attempt, even if it's messy, to show for your partner and give them their needs you're really also healing yourself in the process. I'll give you an example. Me as an avoidant, um, or you know, I really should say formally avoidant. There's always room for improvement naturally. But in me practicing going into conflict, going into difficult conversations, risking being criticized, risking getting yelled at, I have to work on my wound of safety. I have to risk feeling unsafe to show up in the relationship better, to confront things, express things, hear her, be present with her in the storm of emotion, right? For, especially for an avoidant. For me to show up for her and give her her needs to connect with her and try to, as best as I can, show up for her and listen to her. Which you've been doing really good at lately. Thank you, honey. I have to heal and just confront so much fear and pain inside myself to do so. And so when I do that, I heal myself. That's a key thing I want to say right there, right? It goes both directions. So anyways, that's the beautiful thing about relationships is that it's really not about what you get out of the relationship. It's really about how it can really grow you and heal you and force you to expand yourself and challenge yourself to become a much better person. I think first you have to ask yourself, what does a relationship mean to me? Why do I want a romantic partnership? 
Is it because I'm lonely? So if you're lonely, you're just looking for companionship. Yes. You can get through anybody. Yes. It doesn't have to be a romantic partnership. But when you're signing up for a long-term commitment, you know, you got to ask yourself, am I willing to look at the pain? Am I willing to look at the triggers? Am I willing to be seen in all of my shit? Am I willing to see someone in all of their shit? And am I willing to grow together? You know, I think it's really coming down, what is my definition of a romantic relationship? And if you're just wanting someone to give you everything and to make you not feel lonely, well, then you're in for a very disappointing road. Yeah, I mean, it's that Disneyland, is that Disney movie fiction that we get conditioned and brainwashed. That the prince is going to come save you yeah. happily ever after. Or, or, or being the savior is the name of the game, either to be saved or, you know, being the savior. And so that's a very dangerous story that has been perpetuated and that we all have to some degree, you know. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's just coming from multiple directions, not just Disney movies. But really, when you learn to mature and heal and grow as a person, you don't, you don't see relationships like that. And for that reason, you see the relationships as a way to grow, to create more, to experience more, to expand yourself, right? To be in partnership. You know, a lot of people treat relationships like it's their drug to get their fix, their, their hit of love, their hit of pleasure, their hit of being validated. It's not that. They're hit to feel up outside themselves versus looking within and that all the love you need is already within you. It's coming down from source. Your relationship just gets to be an extension and manifestation of more of that. Bassi. Bassi. <laughs> yeah, Bassi is, uh, well, you can tell what the Bassi is. Bassi just means truth in the Bwiti, which comes from uh, Gabon with, with Iboga, which is um, a medicine that we both work with. So if you ever hear me sing, saying Bassi, it just means, ah, yes, like the truth that resonates. So, you know, I think we could wrap up and I guess... Let's, let's do a little recap. What makes a good relationship for us? Having a relationship with yourself. Yes. Being with someone who is having a relationship with themselves and, yes. and open to the work and growing together and not someone who's already perfect. And just, and just realize energy matches energy. So it starts with you. If you want a relationship where they prioritize themselves or they're into self-growth, they're into healing and they're into like exploring themselves. And if you start doing that yourself, you will attract that in your life. As simple as that. Yeah. I always tell people like, well, have you written down a list of all the qualities that you want with someone? Like I want someone who's open-minded, who's funny, caring, playful, into self-growth or whatever you write on that list. And I'm like, okay, look at that list. Are you doing that yourself? Are you meeting that? Like, and if the answer is no, well, you got to start working on that. Again, like attracts like. And if you're not meeting that stuff, then who's the hell to say somebody wants you then? Yes. You know? Absolutely. Yep. Well said. This was a lovely conversation with you honey i enjoy this podcast and i enjoyed being on it also what makes a great relationship man who lets you have lots of cats <laughs> and, and, and making sure that you always have um sticky hidden accents that pop out nowhere like that it's being playful that's what also makes a great relationship it's oh my playful. i've, I've yeah. literally never heard you do the accent before i've been doing it with casey lately Okay. So you're on to a new one now. Yeah, okay. No, came out with Casey. Um, Casey is our, our friend, our brother. And, um, and and my executive coach. Some of you that are listening might have either worked with him or seen him in the community. But yeah. Even my friend, the Wimbit the Silly. 
Yeah, I have so many voices. Maybe we could do that. Got, oh, got a lot of character. Got a lot of characters in there. Okay, <laughs> you everything. You're looking like a man with, with the old man. Okay, I'm gonna go into a tangent. We're gonna go and be playful now into voices. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's what also makes a great relationship. Just play. Don't take things too seriously, you know. And if you're fighting. Come back to enthusiasm and humor. Where can one of you come back to sanity and be like, oh, let me it, break this tension with some humor? It only takes one to break the tension. Doesn't matter who it is. Just someone that can come back to sanity first. Take that leap. Just do a silly voice. It works every time. <laughs> do a silly voice or um, get down naked and just talk to them naked. Oh, geez, Louise. Right? So, <laughs> Till that, next time. With that said, next time indeed. Take care, guys.